Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me as always, Tony Abbott from ZoneCoverage.com. Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's been a real busy week at, uh, at Zone Coverage, and it's been a real busy week here, so I've been, uh, I've been, I've been swinging content all over the place. <laughs> Uh, this week, but um, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with how we handled this week at ZoneCoverage.com. I think uh, I think we did a really good job, especially you know since there were those two huge news stories that hit the wild this week, and I think we covered them all really great at uh, at Zone Coverage. So go there and read all the stuff at ZoneCoverage.com slash yeah, wild. It's been a really busy week, and I'm kind of excited that today's Friday and. Uh, Although I heard the heat's coming back Saturday, so I don't know if we're getting a respite. So I'm sorry, Tony. I know you hate the heat. Uh, uh you know it's uh <laughs> it's okay. I got uh, I got my hair pulled back now, and uh, and it's finally I'm... long enough to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been it's been long enough to do that for a little bit. Um, but uh, I don't I don't know why I wasn't doing it before. But uh... sure. Anyways. Uh, yeah, lots of content. We obviously had the breaking news of Dean Evison uh, being officially signed as a full-time head coach for the next two seasons. Also, the Minnesota Wild finally, finally, finally signed Kirill Kaprasov. We have a bunch of articles on that. Tony kind of broke out kind of uh, what he's kind of – how him and Fiala can help each other. I wrote the other day kind of how it was – a. It was an unorthodox pick for the Chuck Fletcher era, and now it's finally coming home, and, and hopefully they're going to cash that ticket. So go to Zone Coverage, check that out. And it's been really busy. We've been, we've been, I feel like I've been writing around, around the clock here and, and podcasting around the clock. So Yeah, it's almost uh, like refusing to draft players from a country for a decade. Maybe it wasn't the best draft strategy. <laughs> right? 20, uh, 2003 was the last Russian drafted by a Minnesota Wild front office. Uh, just... Just absolute insanity. Um, speaking of Russian players that, that are now under contract of, from Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild, who signed Alexander Havanov, and I think he was a third-round draft pick in, in Fenton's first year, so that makes that, what, the 2018 draft? Yes, the 2018 draft. Yeah. Uh, draft, his stock kind of fell because he had, uh, I think it was... Hepatitis. Hepatitis, yeah. I always want to say mono, but it was hepatitis. Got the happy. <laughs> so, you know, his, his stock kind of uh, kind of dropped during his draft year, but since then, and including last year, he's been off the charts, been absolutely amazing. It was kind of him and Beckman at the top of the leaderboard pretty much all season among uh, wild prospects in junior leagues and, and their point scoring. Uh, but he has been officially loaned back to, uh, I think, the KHL. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are, are freaking out, saying, uh-oh, 
we, we might be losing another Russian. But uh, do you have any thoughts on on him going back to Russia at this point? Uh, yeah, I actually think it's really good. I think it's uh, I think it's it's going to be pretty good for his development. Honestly, um, he you know he uh, I, I don't see him as as a risk to stay in Russia long term. I he is he is signed by the Minnesota Wild, so the Minnesota Wild do right. hold his rights actually. Um, and they have uh, they worked out an agreement that uh, that allowed him to sign with uh, AK Bars Kazan in Russia. So uh, that's not a problem at all. Like there's there's a clear plan for Hovanov in um, in Russia. So I'm not worried about that at all. And I think it's going to be good for his development too. I think that uh, I think that sometimes in the AHL, like we saw it a little bit with Connor Dewar, right? Um, he mm-hmm. has a really good season in junior, puts up a lot of points, and then it comes time for him to uh, to go to the AHL. And what happens? He's kind of buried there uh, for for a lot of the right. year. He's he's behind yep. that top line in, in Sam Annis and uh, and uh, Jerry Mayhew, um, and uh, and he's kind of fighting for ice time there. And and you get why, right? Because. For a long time, the Iowa Wild were absolute garbage. I think they were last place in, in uh, certainly in their division for like three years in a row. Um, yes, and you don't want to you don't want to be bringing along kids in a not great environment like that. I think that uh, I think that might have hurt some of the players that were there. So you want talent there, but at the same time, like you want your prospects to be able to play. And I would be worried about Hovanov not getting to play in uh in the AHL. Like maybe it's uh maybe it's an irrational fear, but it is something that I harbor. I think he will get to play in the KHL. Yeah, I think so too. Um and really when it comes down to it, is there gonna be an AHL season next year? That's you know, true. I think that I think that's still very much up in the air and even if he plays in the KHL for one year or two years, I mean I don't think anybody was really ready or it was saying like this kid was ready to jump into the NHL by next season or even two seasons from now. Um, I think there was a podcast that uh, Michael Russo had John Torchetti on who coached him up in, uh, in Moncton and, you know, kind of talked about it. Like maybe you, you give him a taste and kind of dangle that carrot in front of him to keep him, keep him, motivated and pushing towards to getting better. But uh, I do think that um, at, at this point right now, when you've got the roster that you've got, um, you might need to wait until some contracts expired or some other things kind of break loose before you even try to think about bringing him into the NHL club. And again, the AHL, are they really, is it really the best development league out there right now? So I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about that but that 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 also just might be me that might be uh uh that might be uh that might be my problem so the point is is don't take uh any consternation or uh, any maybe a consternation isn't the right word but don't take any anything don't meaningful panic. out of him going yeah don't don't panic don't panic that he's going to russia the wild aren't losing another player to to russia um, you know, he was in North America specifically because I think he wants to be in the NHL. He wanted to get used to the North American game. And I do believe that the, the NHL is is a league that he's gunning for. And, you know, he had a great year last year. This is a chance to prove him against uh, a much older 
um, more of a, a men's style game uh, rather than uh, junior players. And he's going to be beginning to be an overager at this age too. So mm-hmm. uh, I do think that that's probably the best for his development. All right. We got more to talk about here on locked on wild. We do want to kind of touch on uh, maybe a little bit of Brock Besser rumors and, uh, and the salary cap in the next segment. But before we do, I do want to talk to you about rockauto.com. Uh, they've been our title sponsor now for the last uh, few weeks here. And and really, rockauto.com is, uh, is a family-owned business. They've been around for 20 years, serving customers with a gigantic catalog with every car part your, your car will ever need uh, on an easy-to-use, easy-to-navigate, gigantic catalog for just about every single car. Are they out there that you want? Um, and their pricing is is easy too because the uh, they don't have multiple tiers. They don't save their their prices for uh, their mechanics and um, you know and and mark up for the for the do it yourselfers. No, no. If you go in there, it doesn't matter who you are. You're getting the best deal every single time. So go to check uh, go check out RockAuto.com right now. And when you check out in their how did you hear about us box make sure you write in locked on so that you they know that we sent you check out rockauto.com it's amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your cars will ever need rockauto.com welcome back to locked on wild here on friday to wrap up your week again a busy week that it was and today we're kind of uh looking to uh hit up other topics that weren't necessarily evison or or kirill kaprasov sorry Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov. I'm still trying to listen to those tapes at night so that I can make sure that I pronounce that right. And apparently it's not working because I still want to default. Anyways, uh, there were some rumors that hit, um, kind of weird ones, but I think the initial report came out of uh, TSN 1040 in Vancouver that Jim Benning, who is the GM of the Vancouver Canucks, is exploring possible trade options for one Minnesota native Brock Besser. And the articles across the internet about, Hey, this is a great option for our team uh, are countless right now. Um, First off, what's your initial thoughts on the Besser rumors in general? I, it it is real weird to me uh, that, uh, that Brock Besser would be, Available. I mean, I guess you could look at this season and say, like, maybe you're a teeny tiny bit disappointed in him. He scored just 16 goals in 57 games this year, which I I think he got 55 goals in, in the two years combined. Um, but I I I don't know why anybody would be looking to to trade a 23 year old who uh, has basically been injuries away from two 30 goal seasons before turning, you know, like I said, he's 22, and he's already got two seasons where if he would have stayed healthy the entire time, would um, he only played 62 and 69 games in his first uh, two seasons. Like, this is a guy who, who would have scored 30 goals in two seasons. Uh, and, and he has one year where his save, or shooting percentage dips under 10%, and uh, you're, you're freaking out about that? That's That's real weird to me. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, obviously, Brock Besser is, is a solid player, and I think most teams out there would like a guy that has his scoring ability. Uh, he skates well. He's got decent. He's got good speed. Um, do you think that he's at this point where you're looking at the Minnesota Wild that really needs a center? 
is that is is trading for him potentially the right thing to do if if everything falls in line we're not we're ta- we're going to take salary cap out of it right at this point do you think that he's the player that the wild should really be targeting oh i mean like if if they could make it work under the cap and stuff yeah absolutely you've got a 23 year old right winger who is a a right shot i mean i spoke like the the problem is you have a, a glut of wings in mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota already. Uh, you have you have uh, Fiala. You have Caprizov. Uh, Ka- uh, um, <laughs> you know uh, you have uh, veterans like uh, like Parise and uh, and uh, and Zuccarello. Uh, Minnesota's going to want to sign Marcus Foligno this offseason uh, to an extension. Mm-hmm. He's a winger. Uh, your your top prospects are wingers in, in like yep. Matt Boldy and uh, and Adam Beckman. Uh, I understand that you have that glut of wings, but uh, in a vacuum, like, but yeah, give me a right shot, right winger who can uh, who can score thirty goals. Like, absolutely, you you don't think we need something like that, or they could use something like that? Well, I mean, I absolutely think like if you could put him in this lineup with a Fiala, with a Kaprizov, um, and you add in some prospects, you know, a couple years down the line, yeah, that would look fantastic, but. At this point, like Eric Stahl is it for their centers. I mean, oh, yeah. and they, and they might be taking a flyer next year on on Alex Galchenyuk, but Koiv was likely done after this year, and you've got Jewel Eriksson-Eck, who's middle six. Or so. I don't know if he's necessarily the the center that's going going to center both of those players and really like bring them to the top. Now, I think he's very good. I think he's very underrated in a lot of what he does. Um, but I almost think that center is the way you go. Well, at the same time, right? Like, if you have, like, the, the goal isn't just to get a player at a position of need, right? The goal is to be improving your team. And right. if you can improve your team, bringing in a player like Brock Besser, you should absolutely do it. And you shouldn't really be like, ah, well, I would like to improve my team, but, man, <laughs> I, I really could use a center right now. No, I mean, if you theoretically, right, if you had Brock Besser, um, you, you know, like y- you would be able to uh, you would just have more depth along the wing in order to acquire a center with. Right. Because you would you would be you would be able to uh, you would be able to say like, ah, man, like, you know, maybe a year ago we wouldn't have thought about trading mm-hmm. Kem Fiala or we wouldn't have thought about trading um, uh, uh Kareel Kaprizov, um, but like we've got Besser, we've got Fiala, we got Boldy coming up. Man, we we've got we've uh, we got Kaprizov. Like we have a lot of depth, high end, really quality depth here. Let's yeah. make something happen. You can do that, um, and, and and you wouldn't be taking much of a hit on the wing. I understand. Like yes, like. Is this team going to to make a deep playoff run without a center who can, you know, play twenty minutes a night? I at at a really high level, I I I, I don't think that they are able to uh, make that leap. But man, like if you can just the 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 point is to add talent. I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, I get that. Um, you know, and some people are maybe asking why is Vancouver doing this? I was just looking at their cat friendly page. They have a ton of dead money. They've got a buyout for 1.03 uh, per for the cap hit for Ryan Spooner. They've got almost $3 million 
um, over $3 million on Roberto Luongo's cap recapture penalty that uh, should continue through 2022. Um, Sven Berchi's buried. Uh, that's his $2 million there. Uh, they, uh, there's a lot of dead money. And then they've got the corpse of, uh, of Louis Erickson still out there as well, who's making mm-hmm. – uh, six million per year till 2022. I mean, just just absolutely incredible. And he's got a no trade clause. And uh, another reason they would be trading Besser is because uh, he's got two years left on his deal, and his cap hit is pretty reasonable uh, for a guy. Like I said, like he he uh, if he gets like even kind of lucky, um, he's going to score 30 goals. Um, so like you 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 pay that money for him, but he's making a, a hair under six million dollars. Uh, but the thing is, when his contract runs up, right? Um, mm-hmm. He took a deal where uh, where the money was backloaded. Uh, so he, he his cap hit is under six million dollars, but his total his salary in his final year is going to be seven point five million dollars. Uh, now, what does that mean? That means that when he gets a qualifying offer made. It is going to be, it's it's going to have to be a higher level than his uh, his under six million cap hit, his five point eight seven cap hit. So okay. he is he is going to be in line for a raise in his contract. He set himself up that uh, even if he takes you know a qualifying offer deal where it's just one or two years, I can't remember exactly how that works. He'll be making seven point five million plus. Uh, so that's uh, that's another thing, and and then of course. Um, there there are some guys in Vancouver who are really good and really young. Uh, Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. You're gonna you're gonna get pretty acquainted with them pretty soon, and right, they're yeah. gonna need to have huge raises as well. So that uh, that's why you do it if you're Vancouver. I just don't know the uh, the efficacy of moving that contract. I, I I think you have a player like Besser. You, you just pay him. Yeah, I, I believe so too. The timing is a little bit weird too, especially after the uh, it came out when the players and uh, the, the owners signed the memory or memorandum of opera. What is it? Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically just their agreement that they're gonna continue to play under this understanding. Memorandum of understanding is what it is. It's um, they they basically agreed to a flat cap for the next couple of years depending on obviously the uh if uh if the hockey comes back the way uh it was and, and actually exceeds pre shutdown revenues and stuff like that so uh a cap that's not rising it's tougher to make moves too for teams that are spending to the cap i mean the wild alone even this year were two million dollars under the cap and now you that that that's a lot, sort of. And then at the mm-hmm. same time, like, yeah, when Koivu comes off the books and when certain other players comes off the books, great. But how much is Marcus Fleno going to see when they got to re-up for Capris- or Kaprizov after his ELC runs out after next year? I mean, there's a lot playing, too, in, in money that maybe not is dedicated or allocated quite yet, but they got to be at least thinking about it. Well, we're going to take a quick break and let you collect your thoughts on that. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back for your final segment here on Lockdown Wild. It's Joe and Tony guiding the ship. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the listeners that did come back to us. Uh, it's been it's been great to see that. So, and if you um, haven't come back to us, we hate you. 
And if you're new to the show, please if stick around. If you're not around. listening to this, we don't like you. <laughs> if you if you listen to this, if you listen to this in the future, uh, we love you again. But if you're not listening to this right now, we don't love you so much now. All right. Uh, also, leave a review and a rating. It does help us out. We appreciate reading those reviews and seeing the ratings as well. Uh, it does help us get found by uh, other wild fans such as yourself. So please check that out. And uh, welcome to Locked on Wild if you're new and and. Thanks for coming back if you're uh, if you're a diehard fan. So, Tony, you had more thoughts on the Besser and salary cap issue. Yeah, so when uh when when Paul Fenton was trying to offload Jason Zucker on to everyone, uh one of the one of the rumors that uh that came out, I I don't know if it's a rumor if uh Michael Russo's behind it, but I think uh if I remember correctly, Michael Russo uh was able to uh to report last year um, that one of the uh, potential Jason Zucker trades uh, was uh, was floated by Fenton, offering Zucker to the Canucks uh, in exchange for Besser, and uh, uh, I, I think Besser was an RFA and hadn't been signed yet to uh, to his contract, and Vancouver turned that down. Now here's a here's an interesting thought experiment, right? Let's mm-hmm. say we can undo the Jason Zucker trade. And then go to Vancouver this offseason and say, hey, if you want Jason Zucker for Brock Besser now, do it. Would you do that? So what I'm asking is, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Kalen Addison in a first-round pick? Or would you rather have Brock Besser? Yeah, this really shouldn't be much of a thought. Because I, I immediately thought, okay, you got to go Besser because he's the he's the known quantity. He's younger. And, uh, you know, he... If you've got Kaprizov coming over, you already had Fiala. Like it makes sense to to bring him in a lineup. The only caveat that I'll have there is like the Wild do need to gar- to improve their prospect depth when it comes to their defense. And so I don't hate the move of getting Callan Addison at all. And you know the 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 first round pick is great too because you've got some things to look forward to in those prospects will hopefully be cheaper longer than maybe what a Besser is. But I say, like like you had argued in the in the second segment, you're looking to improve your team. I think that Becker, uh, Besser is absolutely the right move there. Yeah, it is an interesting thought experiment because it's like, ah, uh, that, that first-round pick, it is, like, it feels really big, right? Because Minnesota is, is coming into the draft with two, uh, potentially, right? Pittsburgh could... Uh, could uh, lose in the opening round when the draft lottery and then Minnesota doesn't get their pick until next year. Um, but I mean, like we've seen, we've seen from the sharks, right. That, uh, and, and, and I guess the year before that, uh, the, the senators, like you, you never know what happens with an unprotected pick, even with a, even with a team like San Jose, who is really good and has a lot of talent there. So, ah, uh, man, it's, <laughs> Like you, you could see uh, that Pittsburgh pick being a bit of a wild card if uh, Pittsburgh loses in the opening round and does not defer to or decide to give that pick to Minnesota. But anyway, sorry, going back, like that that does seem huge because like two first round picks, like that is like Minnesota's farm system is already climbing, you know. And mm-hmm. to, to be able to uh, to add a second first-round pick to that mix, that's really nice. And, of course, Kalen right. Addison is uh, is a good prospect as well. Uh, but the thing is, right, like, if if 
if Pittsburgh wins their opening round, then that pick is going to be the 25th overall. And as good as uh, of a prospect as Caitlin Addison is, you know, nothing's guaranteed in the prospect world. There's so much right. that can happen in development, whether it's injuries or or just, you know, a player isn't quite what you think he is. And, and you know what you have in Besser. And if you had that first-round pick, right, the uh, the wildest dream that you can have for it is that it turns into something like Brock Besser. So, yeah, like, uh, but uh, at the same time, right, um, I, I also don't think that, uh, that Minnesota is realistically going to be a contender to get Brock Besser. I think that, uh, that a lot of fans no. will be interested in it happening just because, um, you, you know, like he's, he's the hometown kid, right? Right. Exactly. And, and he's also, you know, the one that got away. Minnesota passed on him in the draft to draft Jules Erickson Eck. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Besser is a bona fide goal scorer. So of course, like all those factors are going to combine into like Minnesota being like, oh man, I really wish we could get him. I think that you're ultimately right, Joe, that uh, on the wing, uh, Minnesota's pretty well set, and in large part due to having so much money and so many years committed to uh, Matt Zuccarello, who like is a fine player, but like this is this is why you don't want your team to sign a 32 year old <laughs> free agent when you're not right. a cup contender, um, right? Because it's it it prevents you from making a move like this. Like, Minnesota could have the luxury of of bringing in a Brock Besser and theoretically go out to try to find, like, Anthony Sorelli and bring him mm-hmm. in. And they can't really do that now because they've got so much money committed to the wing and so much future money that'll be needed to commit to the wing, too, with uh, with Fiala and Kaprizov both needing new contracts next year. Kaprizov. Ah... Yeah, but, gotcha. <laughs> uh, it'll but, take a while but you you can't do that ultimately and it, and it just kind of stinks because you know Besser's a good mm-hmm. player and you know sure like if you're not high on uh, Brock Besser as a GM I, I'm saying like I, you know what I agree he sucks you should give him <laughs> to me <laughs> right yeah uh, one last thought I know we're running short on time here but I do want to just uh, reiterate like with the flat cap, trade making a trade is going to be difficult. You have to get the money right, which means if you're going to ship out a Jonas Rodin or a Matt Dumba, you might have to be taking back salary. You might have to keep salary. It's You're going to have some dead money or you're going to have to take back some dead money. And I just feel like Besser is a great player, uh, but if you're going to ship out like a Jonas Rodin or a Matt Dumba who – make up one of the best top fours in the league. Like you have to be right on it and you can't have any dead money sitting on your books with, uh, with a flat cap. Yep. So, all right, Tony, uh, for the week and, uh, you know, it it was great being back daily. I thought, so that was nice to, to hear. Um, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter.com at Tony, and then you can find my work, including articles this week on Caitlin Addison, Dean Addison, Kirill Kaprizov, and the combination of Kirill Kaprizov and Gavin Fiala. All of that this week at ZoneCoverage.com. You can check out my articles. I wrote about uh, the Dean Addison breaking news. I wrote about uh, Kirill Kaprizov. Capri- I did it myself. Kirill Kaprizov. 
and uh, just the kind of breaking of the mold that uh, that it was to pick him. And uh, I should have some more stuff about uh, uh, for Friday's article as well. So check that out. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.